No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, my new friend, hey. Mano. Hey, How what you up, doing? my guy? Man, I'm wonderful, man. Chill, man. I remember yeah. when you got home back in the day. You what, remember when I got home? What year was that? Uh, 2003. 2003. 2003, March, March 5th. That must feel like ancient fucking history. It does. It feels like a whole nother life, right? 2003. So, that's yeah, fucking man. 16 yeah, years that yeah. you've been out. I've been free. I've been free longer than I've been in, right? That's an accomplishment for where I come from because, you know, during all that time, you always have the fear about, damn, am I going to make it out there? Mm. Because so many dudes come home and, and go right back. You see that all the time. And you went in super young, I too, right? I went in super, super duper young? young. I was 16. 16. Right. Oh, my God. To do 10 years. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That still must just stand mm-hmm. out as just so unfair, so hard to rationalize in your yeah, brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I say like this, right? So a lot of, a lot of homies that I, that I encountered, mm-hmm. you know, 16, 17, 18, they still in prison now from back then. I feel like that's a crime. Mm. I feel like to take that amount of time from a, from a youth, from a, from a kid, I don't care what he did. Like at that, at that age, you still impressionable. Mm-hmm. You've, the things that you, that, you, that you have done when you were 16, 17 years old. I didn't know shit. Right. So you would not have done if you was a grown man, mm-hmm. right? You, you don't even agree with your younger self. Yeah. Right. So. It's like the fact that you you could give a motherfucker 30, 40, 50 years when he that young. I mean, that's that's the crime to me. Let's be real. If you if they had given you a year and a half, two years, if they had said, all right, you're going to get out when you're 18, mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. you would have learned, you would have learned in that time period. You know, any time that you might have needed to, to reflect and get your mind right, you probably could have knocked that out in a year or two, not 10. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. I'm going to be super honest with you. I believe everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, right? And had I got out in a year or two, I wasn't there yet. Mentally, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't ready yet um, because I, didn't, I wasn't learning anything. Mm. I wasn't going in there trying to be a better person. I'm being honest. It's not until I found music. It's not until I started fucking sitting in my motherfucking cell writing rhymes. Mm that I started to think about doing something else, right? So all that time I was in prison, I was not thinking about being a productive citizen when I got out. It wasn't until I found music and I was like, man, man, you know what, man? Maybe I can come home and do this. Mm. Maybe I could maybe I could give this a shot. Right. But you come home at 26 mm-hmm. and it's all of a sudden you're supposed to be able, like, you know, you're supposed to have learned all this shit throughout that 10 years, right. 16 and 26, your formative years. And then they're just throwing you back on the streets and you don't have any of the, the, the understanding of the world. And it must have just been, you know, you learned, you spent your developmental mm-hmm. years around a bunch of savages in jail. That's right. Us, right. That's right. That's right. So that's the crime. Yeah. So you, you, you lock a nigga up and then you make him do all those years, and then you give him $40 in a bus ticket and tell him to go figure it out. Right. Right? So, lucky for me, I had a support system. So, I had people that, that cared for me, that, that, that helped me transition. That's not everybody's case. Mm. Right? So, trying to get, trying to, trying to get in, it's, it's hard enough just trying to exist, let alone trying to get into the music. Mm. You know? So, that's what I'm saying. That's what the crime I feel like. That's a crime. Like, how you going... 
you know, you know, you you take you take somebody that that's so young and so impressionable and take all their life from them and then just send them home. Send them home to do what? Mm-hmm. You know. So so for me, it was it was it was hard, but I felt like I was prepared for it by then. Right. Like by then, like had I got out sooner, had I got out in two years, three years, I was I was I wasn't trying to do nothing different. I was going head first right back into the street, you know, and I didn't have any kind of uh, uh, a plan to pivot, you know, I didn't have any goals set, you know, it's not until I got into some of my darkest moments that I started to dream, mm. you understand? So me, be, I, cause I was getting in trouble there. In prison? In prison, so right. I was an asshole, I was getting in trouble a lot. So in prison, you know what they do, they put you in a box. Right. They put you in a box for years though. So a lot of people don't understand that. You like, did years yeah, alone? Yeah, years in, in, in what they call SHU, so that's Special Housing Unit, uh-huh. right? So they put you in there, and it's 23 hours a day for whatever your sentence is. Mm-hmm. So the first time I went in there, I was it was two years. And then I, I did a year in, you know, in six months. So it's that time alone is where you actually find who you, who you are. Now, I ain't sitting up here bragging about that. Uh-huh. I'm sitting up here showing you how you can come back from any in, in life from any condition, right? So if you think about life as a totem pole, right? Prison has to be at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Now you if you in jail in the jail, you at the lowest level of life. Right. Like you under the ground. So it's under those circumstances that I started rapping. Mm. Right. I was in the box and I was just like, man, trying to trying to like pass time. And it was like, you know, I was Coming up with ideas and just to try to escape what I was what I was feeling. And was this the first time that you had ever really imagined a life for yourself that was different than what you had been taught in the neighborhood? Right, first time. Mm. Once I started to play with the idea about actually rapping, when I got home, then I started to think about, damn, maybe this could work. Maybe we could do something different. Maybe. Maybe it's life outside of, you know, what I, what, what I always thought. See, the thing is, leaving the hood is physically is one thing. You got to leave it mentally. Mm-hmm. You understand? So it's like a, a mental barrier because we, we've been tricked to believe that this is just the whole world. Like, you got people that don't realize that this, this, there's a way of thinking outside of the thinking that, that we were taught mm-hmm. that's more broader. When I was, if you were 16 and I had walked up to you and said, what do you want to do with your life? What do you think you would have said? Something pretty ignorant. Mm. Something pretty ignorant. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't have no, um, no aspirations other than I probably would have said some stupid shit like, what, nigga, I'm a gangster Mm -hmm. for life, forever. Because that's, that's, that's what I was taught. And that's what I thought. Mm. And that's what my world was, and that's what, that's what, uh, that's what I kind of evolved and in, in revolved in mm-hmm. around. You understand? So you know, you 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 either go from being in the streets to prison, from prison back to the streets. Mm-hmm. You don't go nowhere else, right? So those two environments are kind of the same thing, right? Because it's it's you you putting me right back into the into the pit, right? What's there? The drugs, the guns, the violence, the you know, right back into the bullshit. The trauma, yeah. Trauma, you know the 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 issues that that we left when we coming right back to. Right. So you get home from prison, mm-hmm. and how do you actually go about 
trying to start your shit out as a rapper? Or what what are the steps you have to take at that point? I remember, I, remember, I remember my first day. I had never even been in the studio. Right. Right. So I'm coming from way under the ground. I had mm-hmm. never even heard my voice on a, on a, you know, in a, in a, in a booth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the steps that I was taking was just trying to first find, just get into a studio. Let me, let me, let me get comfortable rapping. Mm-hmm. That's the first part. And then it, everything else, it, it was a hustle. I felt like I was a hustler. I felt like. If I could do prison, if I could go through everything that I've been through in there, if I could go through all the stuff that I've been through in life, then I, could, I owe it to myself to try something different. I started to feel like, homie, let's just try this. Mm-hmm. If it don't work, then we, we, we could come back to the streets later, right? So that's what I was selling. That's what I started to sell to my homies. You know what I mean? I started to tell that to my brothers, like, Yo, look, we could do this. These rappers is lying. They talking and acting like they us. 2003, 2004, a very aggressive time very in rap. Aggressive. New York yeah. City still running yeah. it. 50 Cent mm-hmm. is like this ominous mm-hmm. figure above Fire. the whole rap game. Yeah. Everybody else is duking it out. It's basically like you don't exist in the rap game That's unless right. you're beefing with 50. Right. <laughs> it was a weird time. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I and, came home right in that time. And, and you must have been looking at it like I was just locked up for 10 years. I really know what's up. A lot of these dudes have never been locked up. Yeah. So I'm looking at it like all these niggas is pussy. Mm. All these dudes is soft. All these dudes is lying. Everybody faking. Everybody fronting. You understand? So I was extra aggressive and I felt like I, I had so much to prove when I really didn't. Mm. When when I when I what I should have been doing was just more, you know, just focusing more on the music mm. and just building relationships instead of trying to tear them down. So I come out like, yeah, like, you know, with, with that energy and because you don't really know. And that's the energy a lot of times. I see it all the time. I see homies come home all the time and they got that energy because that's the world they just come from. They're coming from a savage world. Mm. They're, coming from, they're coming from the pit. It's coming from where it's, it's highly aggressive and then you got to, you know, you, you got to show niggas that you a man in a, in a more macho way without even... You know, it, it, it's it's just the thinking, the thinking. This is what I'm saying. The mentality of the hood, no matter where you at, you can still have it. Mm. You understand? So, yeah, that was that was that was that was how it was going down back then. You think it was still holding you back at that time, or did it t- it took time for you to sort of recalibrate and realize that you didn't have to be so aggressive, or that you didn't have to be constantly kind of putting forth that that image, letting people know that you can't be fucked with? Because in jail, that's a that's a requirement to a large degree, right? We was taught in life that it was a requirement, mm. period. So I was taught early that you you show your manhood and you in an aggressive way, right? You always, you know. First time you get into a problem, deal with it in, in, with, with, with high level of violence, mm-hmm. right? This is what I was taught. Like, I don't know how other people, you know, was, were raised, but I was mostly raised in that kind of way with that type of thinking, right? To kind of like make examples. Mm. So when you make examples, you don't have issues later on because that example that you make is going to be felt, right? Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, dudes are telling me, yo, listen, when you get to the, when you get to the joint, First nigga say something, you just you just go crazy. Mm-hmm. You understand? Did that work? Is that actually good advice? It does work. Mm. It works. It works because when you when you set those examples, you 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 laying you laying the foundation for 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 your respect, right? But it only works in that world though. Mm. It don't work in the corporate world. What you gonna don't work in a record label? Right. So who who really cares how tough you are? 
You understand when it when it's time to transition, right? So we talked about <clears throat> shit. We talked about me coming home and not having no experiences. I had never even been on a date before with a female. Right. So I still was literally 16, 17 years old mm -hmm. mentally without experience. So the average the average 26-year-old, 27-year-old was experienced life, mm -hmm. was experiencing things that I that was still new to me. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was 26, 27, I'm I'm doing things that 21 year olds would already do pass. Mm. I'm talking about from experience. I never been on a date with a woman. I had I I, I didn't even know how to order off a fucking menu the right way. I've I've been in a relationship for two years. I feel like I've never been on a date with a woman. <laughs> I feel like if I were to get fully back in it, I hear my homies talking about <laughs> hanging out with bitches and they're doing grimy ass shit and weird like and also to be real, I never been on a date with a girl since I got semi-famous, internet famous, whatever you want to oh, call it. Famous. So I got a different level now. Yeah, like I never had different. a girl trying to prey on me for my money or anything like that. <laughs> it's happening know? now. Yeah, I mean, I hear about it. Yeah, <laughs> or not to mention like just every bitch is escorting now. That's, that every, yeah, it yeah, took over the world. Yeah, it took it. Yeah, not escorts, sure exactly how that happened. Are winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. But see, but you had those experiences you, beforehand. You yeah. Beforehand, right? It was all new to me. Mm. So it's like prison puts you. It's like you, 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 you like a frozen. A frozen man, mm. like you, whatever time you left in, that's you like a like you was frozen time. Ninety three, yeah, about that. Yeah, that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. You went in like when Wu Tang came mm -hmm. out, and then you got out mm -hmm. when like Cam mm -hmm. and G U and were running shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a big big gap right there. That's like my whole childhood. Yeah, long time, mm. long time, long time. So between you getting out and then high haters, what has to happen in between to get to you making a you know, a huge hit song in the hood completely took over New York City for a summer, but then at the same time, very fun-loving, playful song right. as well. Um, a lot, a lot happened. Well, you know, I hit the ground running when I got out. I was determined. I wanted to be something, um, and I felt like let's let's give this a real shot, right? So, so a few things happened. Um, you know, me hitting the mixtape scene real hard back then because you remember it was the mixtape. Glory days. You know, we talking DJ Clue tapes, K Slade tapes. You know. Uh, Cutmaster C, you know, who kid, right? So me getting into that circuit, right? Um, the DVD circuit, Smack DVD, you know, um, all access. I wish we still Cocaine had City. access to all the old right. street DVDs because yeah, I'm DVD. sure that there's some foul yeah. Nano clips yeah. in there. Are it's you talking about yeah, They on the internet. Yeah, it's yeah I'm <laughs> talking crazy. <laughs> talking crazy. Yeah. Ain't nothing in the world faster than the pune. The smack you know DVD. People get mad about like Vlad. Act like, oh, Vlad's getting people to air themselves out and shit. Whatever was going on in the smack DVDs was smack a thousand DVD, times more incriminating. DVD, what? It, that's what I got made on that. Yeah. That's the first time people ever saw me. You understand? With smack DVDs, I had been on a, on a, on on a, uh, on mixtapes, but smack DVDs, we was able to shoot videos and then. Dudes in Atlanta was seeing us. Mm. Dudes in, in, in Houston was seeing us. So that's how far that reach was going, right? So I hit the ground running. I, a lot of things happened. So that happened. DVDs. Lil' Kim opened up her doors for me. And you had that relationship before you went in? R right. I know I know him, but we really got close when, when I came home. How did that really happen, though? Like, how did you actually get so close to her that it became a thing where she was, like, really supporting it? Were you, were you kind of, like... Protecting her to a certain extent. I mean, that's my nature is, is a protector mm. for anybody I'm around, for anybody that I love. That's my nature, though. Mm -hmm. My nature is safety. Like so, 
if we going out, you know, my mind is constantly on, you know, um, what could happen mm-hmm. and, and, and always being cautious of, of, of things and to be mindful of certain things. So that's my nature, you know, like with, with her, you know, that's who I am, you know, so I think I... I, I played that role to some degree. Mm-hmm. But she was like, did she see the potential in you musically? Who would um, you say was the first person to? Man, it was a few people. Uh, K. Slay, um, Clue, DJ Enough. Um, these, some of the people, that you, uh, Cormega. Mm. Shout out to Cormega. I don't, I don't, I don't do enough talking about, about that. He put me on his album um, very early on. You know, Cormega. Uh, you know, and Kim, Kim recognized Kim. Kim loved me, right? And so I think, yeah, she 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 understood what I was trying to do um, musically. I think I, I at that point I still needed time to time to grow. And what really happened was a song called Rumors. I don't know if you oh no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Rumors is what changed my life. See, people people that really know me know me from Rumors, not Hayda. Right. Hayda is is the, after the Factory got involved, right? right. So. Oh, so you were signed by that point and shit. And right. they were like, let's make a hit. Right. So Rumors. Classic New York City, yeah, How to exactly, Rob style exactly. movie. Yeah. Rumors is the song that got me in the game. Mm. Rumors is the song that I made that song and Nas was on my line the next week. Right. This is how I got originally signed to Universal. Mm. And um, I got that I got that beat from Rumors from being affiliated with Kim. So if I wasn't affiliated with Kim... She didn't personally give me the beat, but mm-hmm. because of those, because of that energy, I was at her office. Gene Nelson was there. He gave me a CD that had beats on it. I, I went back, listened to that, and was like, "Oh, this is it." Mm-hmm. That record changed my life. Really? Yeah. And what what was the did it spark beefs for you, or was it more of just a? Yeah. It, it, well. Did it get it, that serious? Yeah. It, it never got serious, but I will say it probably opened up the door for for people to not receive me, mm. right? So because we just had 50 Cent, we we want another one? <laughs> we gonna let another one come in? This nigga talking crazy, like, right. you know what I mean? And, and, you know, Game was out at the time, and Game was, you, you know, was was saying stuff too. He was like a, a gossip rapper to a certain extent. He would love but put he, Aaron some yeah, shit he out. Talking, yeah. He was, yeah, he was going in, right? So it was like, I didn't... I might have been putting myself in a in a in a hole. Mm. You know, sometimes you can run the money away. So I didn't I didn't feel like I built relationships from there. But the record did get me my first deal and it got me in a game. At that point in your career, it's kind of more important to make a splash and it's like you gotta you gotta break yeah, some eggs while so you're getting going. That's that's the that's the men- that's the mentality. Like fuck it, like let's just say whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, dudes were literally sitting around trying to find ways to just say something just to get attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it didn't really, I didn't really look at it back then like that until, until I had time to sit back and analyze it. And it was like, damn, you know what? That's kind of like what, what we was doing. We was just trying to get heard. We was just trying to get somebody to notice what we was doing. So I found a witty way of doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you had 50 how to rob. So I was like, rumors. Let's talk about all the rumors in the industry. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about all the things that people talk about in the industry anyway and on the streets, but let's just talk about them. He mm-hmm. said, she said, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And it got me on. And, 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 and although my ride been, been bumpy, I will say that my life been different since then. Mm-hmm. So they put you, once you sign, 
do they start putting you with songwriters and shit like that, or to what extent does my first are you forced deal, into that? My first deal, my first deal was like, I thought it was on. <laughs> I thought it was on. I was like, you gotta remember, I was in a day room looking right. at this shit. I'm in a day room, like looking at 106 in Park, looking at Rap Rap City, looking at MTV. I'm like, damn, this is, I want to be here, right? So, you you equate success with a record deal so most of us don't don't have the, un, the understanding that once you get that getting a record deal is just that's the step one that's step one <laughs> we got the record deal we thought it was on i'm like we made it compared to every other person you were in prison with you had made I it made but it. compared to everybody who's out of jail it's right. like okay that's right. good you that's got good. you got a it's deal but what, what now yeah. what now and before i knew it I was signed to Universal Motown, um, Sylvia Rome. Right. Tone, Tone um, from Trackmasters, he signed me. And I was, um, before I knew it, two years just went by. Nothing. 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 Like, we put out a record I had with Kim, a lot of street records, but they never put out a single on me. They never put out, a, like, they put out records, but they never really did it, right. you know? And then one day I was, um, I was in Atlanta, and I got a call from my lawyer, and he was like, yo, you know, um, they want to drop you. And I was like, what? What? I was like, damn. My ego was hurt a little bit. Mm. I was like, damn. It's also great news. But something <laughs> told me. Something told me. I don't know what it was. Something told me. Let that be. Mm. I called Tone. Like, yo, Tone, what's, what's, what they talking about? He said, nah, I just heard about it, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, nah, I'm going to go back up there. I'm going to talk about it. Nah, that shit ain't happening. I was like, nah. Let it be. Let me be. Let, let just let me be. Right. And what happened was, I got dropped. And then, right after I got dropped, I didn't have no deal. I made high hater. I just went in the studio, and made that. Right. And then when I had my meeting with Atlantic, I had the record already. Right, mm -hmm. so I come when I come to Atlantic, I came I came to Atlantic with that record. Mm -hmm. That record was over a year old by the time it came out. Right, you know, so that's kind of like how that happened. But Atlantic heard that and they were like, "This is a hit right here." Yeah, they, they, yeah, it's, it, it was. It, it just has that 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 texture. So you know, it, it was friendly. It was cool, like you know, and it was it was a saying, you know. Yeah, it was a saying that had been bootlegged probably mm. more than any <laughs> you know and it was crazy too did you ever have like official merch that said that on it we did okay but you can't stop them bootlegs but these days like because when, yeah. when something starts to go viral now motherfuckers yeah. are on the merch shit so yeah. fast if that happened now you would have m's in the bank just from the high haters yeah. merch easy mm -hmm. easy easy but it wasn't there was no uh very different time yeah very different we, we were still in the street and that was also the weird ass time where nobody was making money from streaming yet and streaming it was it people was, uh, basically weren't making money from uh album sales anymore either were, it was sales and ringtones were dying down but it was still there yeah. yeah yeah sometimes i'll talk to rappers and i'll just realize like i was talking to dude ice burgundy who used to be signed to walker and shit and, right. and I'm, I'm realizing like dude like he came in the game at the worst time, like in that dead zone where there was nobody getting signed off right. of how many albums they could sell and nobody right. getting signed off of how many streams they could get. Right. It game was, has changed. Yeah, yeah, game changed now. Yeah. You gotta evolve. Yeah. Were you were you uh, sad to see the mixtape era go? Um, it evolved. It turned into 
World Star turned into um, what Smack was. Right. I felt like, um, and me and Smack was, would talk about that years ago. Like, damn, son, like they they kind of took the formula, mm-hmm. right? Because what what Smack was doing was taking your artist, the artist that you knew, or young fresh artists, and you were seeing them in a different way. Mm-hmm. You were seeing Jada Kiss in a way you wasn't normally seeing on them. the block. Or, right. That you was s- crazy. You never seen him like that. You it felt seeing, so raw. Right. You were seeing kissing all these dudes in a way that you wouldn't see them on MTV or BT. Mm. So it, it was that it was fanatic. It was crazy. So we was out there with with the with with the grips, everything. It was happening. Yeah. It was real. And it's like the cops hadn't hadn't figured out how to keep up on it like they have now. Right. See, it was because now they got the internet, uh-huh. right? And you can just open your phone. Right. Remember, so now the smartphone puts the computer in our hands mm-hmm. so we could we could see everything right now we can do everything you, you can do everything on your phone shop whatever and it's such a crazy thing to think that there was like a shortage of rappers in a way at that time whereas now it's just now, the market is so ridiculously it's so, flooded it's hard to find at that hard. time it was kind of at a moment where it was like shit there's a lot of stuff on the internet we can listen to all of it now it's like there's a whole lot of shit on the internet everybody just listen to drake instead listen <laughs> There's so many rappers. Right. There's so many rappers. Yeah. I don't even know all the rappers. Mm. No and it's, way. it's impossible. Like, it's so many rappers. And you know what's so crazy? It's so many rappers that, that, that we don't know that have fan bases and it's like out here doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And I respect it. But it's just like, man, like if you see me and I don't know who you are, it's like don't don't feel no way. It's like I don't I'm not tapped in. It's a lot of different worlds. Right. The you know, people who get offended by you not knowing who they are is a whole thing. I don't get offended when people don't know who I am. Right, exactly. That's I'm how I feel. Offended. I don't expect everybody to be clued in on that. Nah, man. It's, it's, it's POV. It's your point of view. You may not be a fan. and you you, Period. Yeah. Like, what's the, di- what's the big There's deal? There's a lot like, of rap fans who listen to Logic yeah. and Eminem, and they'll never listen to a Mano song. They'll never fact. listen to a whoever the that, fuck it is. You know, they listen fact. to They got that's, that little thing that they like, and that's what listen, they do. It's... it's and you're still a hip hop fan right. in a way. That's right. So you can't get caught up in, in fame and all that. I don't get caught up in that. That's that's mm. man given anyway. Was that was that odd for you to all of a sudden become a famous person after having been locked up for ten years yeah, throughout your was, whole that, developmental that, phase? Now let me tell you about that. Yeah. That was really ball. That that really played with my mind. I bet. Because it was like, you know, you 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 live in your life. You don't look at yourself no different. Mm-hmm. And then see people look at you, and see people cry or you know want to take pictures i used to be bugging like you want to take a picture with me <laughs> like you like yeah man I want like man whatever whatever level my fame is at i'm i'm pretty used to it now it's mm. been a long time right but early on it was like really tripping me out mm. you know because i had, i had i always felt like i'm like the regular nigga right you know but it's 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 all good. It's a blessing, man. Because I take I take every picture, man. I take every picture. And that feeling, like the the way that people look at you in public when they want to take a photo, is not so different than the way that they look at you when they want to fight you. So for someone <laughs> who was just know. in prison for a long time, I could see how all of a sudden you're in public and you got these groups of dudes. There's been there's been times I've been walking down the street to get in my car, and all of a sudden there's just eight dudes just zooming in on me, and I'm just like, oh, this is it. I'm <laughs> done. What the fuck was I thinking? I'm right here. I got nothing on me. I am I'm dead. And then they all want to take photos, and I'll stand there for ten minutes taking photos. Yeah. Thank yeah, God they just happens. wanted photos. Like, Adam, yo, what up? What up? 
Okay. But you're in a fucking life or death mentality when you're just coming <laughs> home. So it's extra you, tough. Yeah, but you see, it is, right? But you gotta you gotta figure it out. You gotta navigate. Like mm. life is about navigating navigating. So now my story is different though. Mm. Now my story is not just Mano that was in prison. Right. You understand? Now now we 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 kind of wrote rewrote history, mm. right? I'm rewriting mine. My narrative in in Prison doesn't define me. Mm. Who I was and what I've been through, that's what I've been through. But that doesn't, that's not what defines me. That's just one portion of my life. Mm. You said it from the door. I've been home, what, 15, 16 years. Right. Successfully. So we getting into that. You understand? You understand? We, we, we putting out powerful music. We, 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 we opening up businesses. We doing things that, that we always dreamed about doing. Mm. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a tricky thing to bridge though Because when you essentially become a celebrity mm-hmm. As a rapper It's like you know that the people want that gangster shit They want you to be ignorant They want you to live a lifestyle That's totally untenable And then at the same time You know that you need to kind of push that part of your image In order to get bigger But then at the same time you know Even at a younger age I'm sure you kind of mm-hmm. knew That in the long run You wanted to be something much bigger than a tough guy After a while mm. But when I was really young, I didn't I didn't really see myself even getting getting old. Mm. You understand? You don't even have the perspective yeah, to wonder what even, ten years right, from now not is going to be like. Thinking about thirty years old, right? That seems so like that seems like a hundred, right? Right. So you're not even thinking about that. We we see and dealing with today, right? But um, as far as the, the the music, I feel like to each his own. Like I make music, I make gangster shit. I make inspirational shit. I make things that reflect who I am mm. in a real way, and 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 I try to be as honest with the music as possible. So I don't I don't feel a need to put on a, a certain type of image because they already know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to act like this or portray like that. You understand? Like I am who I am, and I feel like that is coming back. I think people kind of. Uh, People kind of respect that more, mm. you know? Definitely. Do you ever feel like people even do come at you with that kind of energy anymore? On some gangster shit? You know? Nah, I don't get those problems. You don't have that anymore? No, I don't have them problems. I ain't never had those problems. Ever. I never had those issues. Mm. You understand? Not to not to, not to, to say that my, my card is any greater than anybody else's card, right? But I just move with respect. I don't disrespect niggas' cities. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't disrespect men. I just deal with whatever the problem is whenever it's, whenever it is the problem. So I mean, it's not like I feel like I'm some fucking great fucking thug. It's nah. I don't, I don't know. But you feel like people to a certain extent almost want you to be the aggressive one. Like I felt like people loved you for coming at Trinidad James back in the day. Yeah, be- I f- and because I feel, he disrespected yeah. New York City and people wanted you to be mm-hmm. that enforcer. Right, and then. It doesn't work for you. It didn't probably do anything for your career. No, you feel it like? doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. You just. It, it just excites people and gives them something to talk about mm. for for a week or two, and then it's on to the next thing. So you got to start figuring out how you gonna present yourself for your next 10, 15 years. Mm. That can't be it. That can't be it. That like, can't be it. That's just. Simple math, like we trying to if we if if music and, and fashion and business and 
film and if, if we trying to hustle then let's really hustle mm. that shit right there is a waste of time so once i started to open up my eyes and started to see that that shit is a waste of time what, what i got to prove i don't have nothing to prove they like, like when it was time to be violent i performed mm. when it was time to, to to go to the extreme or or i did that it's not that time right now right it's not that time. It can't be. It's, right. it's, it's, it's not that time right now. It's, it's time right now is to, is, to, is to increase our value. Right. And when I say our, I'm talking about me. Increase my value. And, and, and shit like that just decreases your value. When did you start to be able to see yourself as something bigger than a rapper where mm -hmm. you could develop businesses and do mm -hmm. things that went outside of just your level of fame or your ability to be a rapper? When, when I started to feel like Music. I always felt like music. I could. I was. I was smart enough to do things other than, than just rap, mm. right? But when when I started to, to sit back and just really analyze my life and my career and 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 hit some of those walls and people telling you, "Yo, man, you know, you could have got this, but you know they looked you up and they saying that they don't want to. They don't want to fuck with you." Mm. And you start hitting, hearing that so many times, and it's like this narrative of. You know, you getting you getting turned away because of certain things that, that that people perceive of you, your perception. I started to say, man, hold up, I could, I, I'm I'm greater than than that. And then it's certain dudes that I look up to that that I respect in a business way. You know, you talk about Puff, and you talk about Fifty, you can say whatever you want, but to be able to diversify your portfolio is what I started to imagine. So I'm like, damn, I could write a movie. Mm. I could write a show. I could develop a, a, a documentary. I could do a book. It's all about how you how you how you how you share your time. It's all about how you spend your time. So, What's the first one of those you bid off? Like, did you go for the book thing or the movie script idea first, or how, how did, did you go I about did, that? I, I had did I had did a I had did a show. Um, me and me and Kim Osario working on a cop show. I had did that, and a, and, and I started writing my book. Um, around the same time. And then I kind of jumped off that and then jumped into this documentary that I actually filmed uh -huh. already. So I had went and filmed the documentary based around the New York City strip club circuit. Right. right? So that, that was a project that I was like, yo, I really got to do this because I really want to see if I could really concentrate on, on something other than myself. Mm. You know? So it took me like a year, a year and a half to finish it. And, and, and it's a four-part documentary and it's really dope. And you're, you're well, still working on where that's going to come out and stuff? Yeah, we're working on distribution for it. That's something I'm honestly fascinated by yeah. because I lived in New York for like six, seven years, but I did not ever go to a strip club. I, was, right. I guess I Why probably should have. I don't know. I was just stupid when I think about <laughs> now. I, actually, if to be real, I don't go to strip clubs out here that much either. Oh. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why. I probably should get on it more consistently, but it's got to be a wild gotta, ass gotta, world out there. Yeah, you got to pull up, man. <laughs> got to pull up. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to support the naked hustle. Right. But, but. What what's interesting about about the New York City strip club is that it's not about the dancer, right? The 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 dancer is not the is not what people fascinated with. People don't come there for the dancer. They actually come there for the bartenders. Mm. So the bartenders are what drives the the economy in the in the strip clubs. The bartenders are the are the ones. That's the cachet. That's the that's the focus. You know, ball players, they come in there, they, they come in to see the bartenders. They come in to see your favorite bartender. Bartenders is like 
celebrities in New York City. Why they're they're that much more in demand than the strippers? It's 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 something that you really got to see. You see, um, Starlets when Starlets first started, you know, um, popping off in like what was it, 2012, 2013? When the Instagram hit. 2012, 2013. Something like that, yeah. Same year. So they, what they did was to promote the club, they, they wanted to use girls because now we got this tool to promote. Mm. So it was smart, right? So they took six girls that looked like or even better than strippers in, in some ways, right? And put them all in one uniform and started taking uh, professional photos of them. Had them promote from their page and from the from the uh, from the business page of the, of the club, uh-huh. and it just it just worked. Because men, what what do we do? We sit on Instagram, we scroll, we look at females. Yeah. So before you know it, these girls is turning into instant celebrities because they they followers are going up because niggas is looking at them. Damn. Right. And then guess what? They on there saying, "Come to my bar, come to Starlets, or come to wherever." And it became a hit. And that that kind of started a whole nother hustle in New York. So before we knew it, new clubs were opening up. New clubs in the city were opening up with the same model, uh. with the same template, the same thing. To promote using social media, drive the traffic to the club. Right. Who's coming to the club? Hustlers, artists, industry people. Who are they coming to see? They're coming to see that bartender they've been looking at all week. Right. And there it is. It's crazy. You still go to the strip club a lot? Um, when I can. Right. Got to. Got to support the naked hustle. Man. Do you think it's safe to wife a girl up out of, up out of there? Why not? <laughs> I mean, Why I can not? imagine all kinds of bad shit happening as a nah, result. that's the old way of thinking, though. That's the old way of thinking. Right. Shit, man. Like, look, come on. We That didn't change. Mm. Right? So, Cardi B come out of there. The whole plastic surgery game, I feel like, changed a lot because of the strip club world. Like, it just right. everything just got ramped up way more extreme. Right, right. So, because it was a competition in there, mm. right? So, girls was going to get bigger asses and get all type of shit done because they 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 need the attention because that's how they get their money. So, they was investing in themselves. Mm. They invested in themselves to to get to the to get to the bag. Right. So. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't look down on it. Mm. I don't look down on it at all. I don't look down on, on females that dance. I don't look down on females that ever dance. I don't look down on females who danced and had a plan. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of girls. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of females. A lot of artists. It's a lot of artists right now that came that came directly out of the strip club. Do you think that there's potential for there to be another hot ex stripper? Rapper. Yes, yes, I predicted that. Uh, the I next version of Cardi B. I predicted that there was going to be a big strip club rapper. Mm. I told I told my homie this back in, I want to say 2013, 2014, and I and I was just looking at the way that the way it was it was changing, the way people was looking at certain girls. So when you look at black like Black China became like this big celebrity, mm-hmm. right? And she had never even spoke before. People were just enthralled by her, right? Niggas was rapping about her, or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she had a baby, you know. And I was just like, and I was starting to see like strippers rapping. I was like, yo, this is gonna happen. Mm. This is gonna happen. There's gonna be a, a, a rapper that was a stripper 
that's gonna happen. Mm. And my man was like, nah, I don't, I don't see it. I'm telling you, my nigga, that's gonna happen. This is gonna be the right one. It's gonna it gotta be the right, it got, it, and it gotta be one that owns it. Mm. Because this is where it's going. Like, nobody had a problem with 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 with, with Kanye when he was um with uh what's her name, Amber. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a problem with that. Nobody had a problem with, with her past. Another thing he was really early on, very influential. This is what I'm saying. I'll break it open real early. Right. But nobody had a problem with that. She came out of the club though. Mm. Niggas was calling her a sex symbol. Remember? She no, she didn't even speak. We never even heard her talk. We never even heard her talk. Right. I was like, oh wow. You understand? So it was like this mystique. And then it was like she came out the club. Mm. It's a lot of girls that came out the club. Nobody got a problem with it. Right. You know? But I think it's gonna be another one. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be that big. Yeah, it's just a question of like, I mean, Cardi B had all the personality in the world. It was hard to imagine another right. girl, never mind the rap skills, whatever, never mind who's hot, that's that's fine, whatever, but just the personality the alone. Personality is what is It's what hard to it, imagine somebody being more yeah, yeah, yeah. more appealing to people than Cardi. Right. I don't I don't know if we're going to have if we're going to have that. Mm. You understand because she she got something totally different than you know, she was already who she was before the the massive fame came, right? Mm. So she was already Internet, social media famous because of her videos. Right. And then, you know, she went on a show or whatever. But, yeah, we're going to have more successful dance chicks. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It's got to happen. L.A. is looking for our own right now. You think so? I mean, it, there, there should be an L.A. version of Cardi B, right? Who you got out here? Who's, who, what, what, what female rappers do you have out here? Um, oh, in L.A.? In L.A. Damn, that's a good question. I don't know if there's... Any that live in LA that are popping from off? LA, from LA, man, they're gonna kill me if I am not thinking of yeah. it. But if, as far as from LA, yeah. I do not know. That's what we need. Yeah, I mean maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean listen, like I said, I support the naked motherfucking hustle. <laughs> <laughs> me too. No, definitely. Um, from your perspective. Were, were you sitting at home watching the 6ix9ine thing unfold, just like, what the fuck is going on in my city right now? You know what? I never, I was never bothered by 6ix9ine. Okay. You know, like, niggas was offended by him. Mm. Dudes was really offended by him, right? I look, I really wasn't really offended at all. I looked at him as like a little kid. Mm. When I met him, I was like, he gave me like vibes like my son. Or right my little, or my little brother, mm-hmm. right? And I was just like, "This is this is just him doing what he do," and I understood it. What made him bigger and what made it snowball was the fact that people kept chiming in. Mm. And you know, when you sometimes you, the best thing you could do to somebody, and the simplest thing to do is to ignore, mm. because then. They don't have no effect on you. But everybody wants to get in on the clout, whether it's everybody, talking shit about them or aligning with them. It wasn't too much aligning, though. It was a lot of going back at but, them. But then you see weird shit like, okay, somebody like Fat Joe got a lot of respect, not somebody who's going to affiliate himself with some weirdo. But then at a certain point, Fat Joe was like, all right, whatever. Like, this seems like it's really happening. I'm going to go interview him. I'm going to be cool with him. Yeah, and, you couldn't. You know? Yeah, I was, listen, I met him. I, look, listen, I 50, met him. 50's another dude. Yeah, might, I didn't have. Might not have I fucked with him at first, but over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't deny. Listen, that was that was all gas, no breaks. You couldn't deny mm. the, 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 um, the stardom and or, or the power that was that was coming from it, right? And the influence that was coming from it. I met him a few times and we was cool. Mm. We was cool. What up, boy? What up, I mean, 
you know, I would I would talk to um, What up, blood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> I would talk to uh to Shadi though. Uh we would talk, you know, and um I would I would share with him some advice that I felt like that he needed. You understand? I felt I would tell him that I felt like he needed to focus on business. Mm. You know, keep it all business. Because this is the industry. This is not the streets. And I know what it feel like to be coming out of the street trying to still have one foot in. You mm. once you get out, once you get some once you, once you get a shot, you gotta commit to it. You can't do both. Mm-hmm. Cannot do both. You, you said Shadi still had both feet, one foot. It's in hard the, not yeah. to though. You coming right off the block, and and and, and that train was moving fast. Mm. It's hard not to. You're gonna be who you are. You spent all these years being this person, and then how can you change just like that? So it's hard not to. You still riding a certain kind of way. You still doing certain kind of things, and you still dealing with your issues the same way. Mm. So, and you. And you not having full understanding that they not they not going for this in this industry. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it was crazy to watch just because you know that like there's always opportunities for young rappers to align themselves with gangs and shit right. like that. And usually they are pretty smart about it. They don't go all the way in. Right. And that was a weird situation to watch unfold where you had a bunch of legitimate gangster dudes who wanted the money, wanted the clout, wanted whatever, or maybe felt like they could trust this kid. Maybe felt like, shit, he is from Bushwick. Maybe we could fuck with him. But they all learned a really fucking tough lesson. Well, they, they, were, they were looking for um, what a lot of people looking for, a way out and a way in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A way into the game and a way out of the streets that, that they had been in all that time. Mm-hmm. But it's how you deal with it. It's how you deal with the success. Some people, you can't, you can't get in the game and then try to act out your gangster fantasies. Mm-hmm. You can't be you can't be something more than you was before you left. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna put your executive suit on, put that suit on and wear that suit. If you're gonna put your rapper shoes on, be a rapper, wear that suit. Mm-hmm. You understand? All that other shit, it's gonna have a it's gonna have a time limit. It's gonna run its course, and that's what we saw. That's the fastest growth we ever seen, and that was the fastest destruction we ever seen. Mm. So when you think about it, when you think about the dudes that that's that's that was around, was it was getting in the game even worth it? Mm. Might have been better off just being on the block again. Yeah. Might have might have been better just never 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 even running into the guy. Or just not being famous in general. Just not ever If just, you're a gangster, you should avoid fame. Hey. If you plan on staying a gangster. This is what I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta put whatever the hat is on, and you gotta commit to it, and be that fully. Mm. You understand? It's kind of this sinister thing that happens now, though, where it's like you. I mean, I'm sure Six Nine did all kinds of stupid, fucked up shit once he was famous, but now it's like you get famous, and then they do all this weird surveillance shit, and they figure out what you did before, or like six months before you were really popping, and all of a sudden, all that shit's on the table now too. Of course. So you talking about like that that rape case and all that other shit? Well, that was all before. I'm talking more about the fact that there was just all kinds of little like, well, I don't even know what the specific examples are for six nine and shit. But there was just all kinds of little things that they ended up charging Shoddy with and shit. That that yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of that is bullshit. I think that most of that case is based around, you know, um, 
their their relationship once 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 the fame came like mm. that's that's what most because I looked at a lot of that. Oh, he didn't really know him until he was famous. That's yeah. that's one point. They ain't know him at all. So a lot of that stuff they talking about they had before that. That was I mean the local priest didn't know all that. Like that ain't that, that shit was nothing. Like the feds wasn't watching them before. Mm. What do you think his career is gonna be like when he comes home? I think he gonna make music for the people that love him. Mm. And I think there's a lot of people that love his music. They haven't stopped playing his music. You don't you think? Know? I feel like they don't play it like they used to out here. Nah, in New York they play it. Mm. They play it all the time. You Damn. understand? Like what he did, what he did don't stand don't stand right with me. Mm. But I'm not the I'm not the gatekeeper of that. That's just my opinion. I don't fuck with that. Mm. But that's just he ain't doing it for me neither though. If this was Mano ten years ago though, how do you think you would be re- reacting to it? Not the same way. I still wouldn't fuck with it. So I smile, see, I'm out of my business though. But you think you'd be on Instagram wilding out about it right now if it um, was ten years ago? I might have said I might have I might have been talking slick. You might have had a few might, world star yeah, reposts. Might have been talking might have been making fun of it. Right. But it don't it don't it don't cost me nothing to mind my business though. So mm. at the end of the day, like, he gonna have to deal with that. But like I said, nobody cares about him snitching. His fans would have probably done the same thing. The people oh, yeah. that like him, people in the regular world, they they don't they 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 don't live like and have the same values and morals as, as I have. They don't mm-hmm. they don't have the same code as I do. And I'm and I'm mature enough to understand that. You think in a weird way, as much as Six Nine made a shitload of fans and presumably like let them down in a lot of ways by getting arrested and snitching and everything but that might actually what happened to him might actually be a situation so extreme that a lot of these young kids are actually able to learn something from it i hope that you know that's what i hope such an extreme example i hope this that's not the that's not the way to go right you see you you do what what messages are we sending do do we want to you want to have my kids believing that they gotta, they gotta go about it like that to be successful. Mm. No, no. And you see the example. See that the federal government is not gonna play. They gonna set. They gonna make you an example. Mm. And that's, and that's the message that they're sending. You think we gonna let you out here scream all this gang shit <laughs> and, and have these kids in middle America? Yeah. With this gang shit, it's kind of crazy. Talking about Treyway, to like, even the, think that the cops would have let you get away with that. If you had never broke a law in your life, maybe they wouldn't be able to put nothing on you. Even if you had never broke a law in your life, they're still gonna find something to put on you if you're running around promoting gangsterism that much. What's so what's so what's so what's so crazy about the thought is the thought that that they thought that they would get away with it. Right. That's even crazy that they that they thought they just had could just do whatever they wanted to do. Mm. In New York City, it's a fucking anywhere, surveillance but the, state. But the profile these days. is too high. Yeah. The internet is too important. Social media is too embedded in our lives. You getting ten million views, telling niggas to suck your dick, mm. and I'm a blood, and I'm a, nobody gonna do nothing to me, and. Mm. Fuck everybody. Fuck Chicago and Fuck LA and every rapper from both of those places. See, shit like that is too disrespectful for me. Yeah. Facts. I can't. What do you what could you do? Like it's like, God damn, buddy. Let me ask you this. Did you hear about Farrakhan getting banned from Instagram? Unbelievable. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Mm. Why? Because he he, he speaks the truth. Because whether you like it or love it, like if you really listen to Farrakhan, if you really listen to what he's saying, 
a lot of what he's saying is just common sense, though. You understand? When he talk about opposition is a, is a blessing, having opposition is a blessing, he's saying that when you have opposition, it forces you to, to see how strong your will is. It mm. tests you to see how you perform under stress, right? So when you shadow boxing, you just shadow boxing. Mm -hmm. But when you fighting a whole nother fight when it's a fighter swinging back, though. Right. That tests your strength, though. Mentally, physically, everything. I, I like to listen to Farrakhan. Mm -hmm. I, like the, I, li I like a lot of things that he say because a lot of the things that he's saying is, 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 is prideful for, for black men. You understand? So the fact that what 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 was the what was the last what what made them do that though? I I think in general it's just because he said things that they consider anti-Semitic. Like what? I'm not sure, but I believe that he said things where he sort of referred to Jewish people as like rats or something. I'm pretty sure that they there's a there's a larger context of exactly. You yeah. understand? Like there's a larger t context. Then you have these um you have these groups um. You got any anti-Semitic groups mm -hmm. that have Instagram, right? Right. I forget the names of, of a few of them. No, but I mean, there's all kinds of Nazis on yeah, social media. Exactly. Yeah. So what are we doing? And it's just, you know, I think this is an important moment though because it's like Twitter and Instagram and shit. They've banned a lot of people on the right, a lot of Trump supporters who have, you know, whatever, broken the rules in some way, crossed over the line, conspiracy theorists type people that they banned and everything. But then they announced, like, when they announced that they were banning Farrakhan, they also announced that they were banning all these basically like Trump supporter type people, all right. these people on the right. And it was like they threw Louis Farrakhan in there to be like, look, we're not only banning people on the right. Oh. And my whole thing about it too, though, is that. It's like, listen, Farrakhan might have said something anti-Semitic, whatever. Right. It's like, I don't believe that anybody should be completely silenced on right. Instagram or, or right. Twitter or whatever. Right. It's like, listen, if he said some some horrible, horrible shit, let's, let's talk about it. But don't ban him from the platform. That's basically mm. like killing somebody in this mm. day and age, you know? Mm. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. But I'm glad that it happened because I think that people in the rap world, people, the black community, people who support Farrakhan, they need to know how fucked up it is to ban anybody from social media. Right, but that's the how 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 are they like judging that though? Like, and that's the problem. Like, how would like how the fuck could you just say that you just gonna cut my mic off? Right, you just gonna silence me. And they'll try to say, oh, it's a private platform. They're, they they it's private. They're able to you know they they should be able to make decisions about who they have on their platform. Not nah. when Facebook and Instagram and and Twitter are as big as they nah. are. Listen, it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Is life. Mm. People wake up and the first thing they do is what? You basically don't exist if you're not on those platforms. Go right on social media for your news, entertainment, mm. gossip, everything. Right on your phone. Right. This is like this is it's too embedded in our life and our lifestyles. No. It's only a matter of time till they start trying to do it to rappers and shit. You know, I can imagine a scenario where a rapper says something offensive enough, says something violent, does and they something put violent. You in Instagram jail. You're gone. Your rap career is over. You yeah. can't promote yourself anymore. That's crazy. It's fucking insane. That should be illegal, though. I agree, and that's that's going to be the whole big thing. Is that now Trump? We have an opportunity for Trump to maybe do something good with his presidency because he's acting like he's going to do something to stop it. Trump was an asshole, but listen, he funny though. He said, "Yo, <laughs> he said, yo, what he said? He said, yo, you should uh, make ratting illegal." <laughs> Trump said that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. He said, "You should, yo, they should make ratting illegal," and I'm like, "Yeah." 
I'm with that. <laughs> he is an anti-snitching president. Yeah, <laughs> like he ain't with to... it. His niggas is telling on him back to back. <laughs> right. So, so if you think about it, that's how the federal government is set up. So if they lock up three dudes, right? Mm. They want to try to find one that uh that they could break mm. and and use the testimony against that one against the other two. So even if that one killed twenty people, mm. if he's saying, "Yo, look." This guy right here is the, he sent me to do it. He's, he's the head of the family. He's, mm -hmm. he's the boss. He's the one with the money. He's the influence. And I did it for him. Then he'll get less of time. And the, the, the guy that, that was sitting back in his, in his house calling the shots to get all the time in the world. I mean, that's literally happened with 6ix9ine. He's supposed to be out in like a year. That's a real thing that might yeah, that's actually a real happen. Thing. Listen, I, I, I went to a, um, I went to a trial recently, a couple months ago, and, and sat there and watched the dude admit to killing seven people. Well, he was on the stand doing his thing, telling on, on, a, on a homie of mine, and um, he admitted to all that. It's just like Sammy the Bull. Mm. What was it, 19 murders? Something like that. He did five years, if that. 19 murders. Yeah. But he did a lot of telling. So they worked them out. They worked them all the way out. He went, did his time, then went witness witness protection, then did more crime. And like it's it's it's, it's crazy. Mm. So did you you take the word of a fucking of a rat. So if you made that illegal, then all those cases no. Well now you got me thinking, yeah. Like yeah. would that be a net negative for society as a whole if they sort of took away the whole concept of you just no, telling people to get right, but it'd be negative for the federal government, then you have to really prove your case. Right. Really prove your really really prove that I really did these things. You taking the word of this fucking pussy over here. Like how, how he lying. Mm. Like, if we both criminals, what makes his word better than mine? Right. You saying we both criminals. It's funny to think that the government even needs that much help in their case. That's that they're going to let you go. They, they should not need that's that much they, help. That's what they do. <laughs> you got all that's this money being invested in your fucking really, department really, so you could put this case together. Really prove your case. Like yeah. you, you need me to, you, you need me to, 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 to fucking go and tell on all these niggas. Really prove your case. So if they took that element out, then it will, it will, we'll be having a different. Um, it would, be, it would be different out oh, here. Yeah. Do you ever think about just waking up in the morning and throwing on like a 3X stop snitching tea? <laughs> that was an <laughs> era. A big one. That was a good era, yeah, bro. Big, big white one, right? Are there any good photos of you rocking that out there? No, I never wore those. Oh, you did? You mm. missed it. Okay. I never wore those. It was moving at one point, right? Every hood it, store it, had a stack. It's not going to matter, though. Niggas going to be telling for the rest of... Oh, yeah. For, for eternity. It's way too good of a tactic. They're never going to get rid of it. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just not going to happen, man. Because, you know, somewhat, somewhere somebody's going to try to get less time. And, you know, like, look, man. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get five years, man. He's talking about life. <laughs> Nigga, you knew what you was doing when you was doing it. Right. You understand? The rules say that every man is held accountable for his own, for his own action. Mm. This is what the rules say. This is what the book says. Right. Right, if you if you if me and you consciously committing crime together, then it's it's my duty to take what comes with it. I'm down, by the way. If you want to start shipping packs, <laughs> I don't know what your needs are in New York or anything, but like I believe that you're not gonna snitch, and you know there might be some some something we can work out. What y'all got in New York that we need out here? I don't know. You want to ship do rags over here or something? <laughs> 
Yeah, we know what y'all got over here that we need, though. Mm. For real. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. Wait, oh, wait, you guys got that one, all the shirts with all the nines all over it? Oh, no, that's a long time ago. Yeah, but I mean, there's got to be some boxes over there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Gino Green. Gino Green. Gino there you Green. Go. Okay. That go. was an error right there. That's a fact. I look at those pictures back like now, I was like, damn, what the fuck was I wearing? Right. All those nines. Like, when did, like, how was that cool? You you look at old school pictures and you just be like, damn, this look crazy. Right. And I look at you look at photos now, and you're like, "Well, shit's a lot more tame." But then at the same time, so there's some weird ass shit that ends up being worn these days too. Right. And then we gonna look. Then we gonna look at it in another year or two and be like, "Damn, I was wearing that." Right. Mm-hmm. When you hear about something like, I remember there's a story last year uh, where the prison uh, that Tax Stone's actually locked up in, and they right. had these crazy issues with the cold and the heat wasn't working and yeah. shit. When you hear about something like that, does that just really hit you in the heart because you it know does. how fucked up it yeah, is yeah. and how helpless they are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, I've been in situations with with the plumbing not working. You understand? And you know, it's no hot water. Mm. So I know I know how that feels because when you're in prison, it's like you can't you can't fend for yourself at all. So it's um I definitely I definitely I definitely feel that I definitely feel that you know it's crazy. When you think about it too, like somebody like Meek Mill, it's like that's why people react are, are so respecting of him getting serious with the prison reform thing because you got to think about how easy it is to get out of jail and just completely forget about that shit and just never want to talk about it again. That's crazy. I was talking to Meek recently. We was in the studio talking. He was. We were talking about that, about his, about his case, about the fact that he'd been on probation. What he said, Rick, nine years or something like that, ten years, some something crazy, longer than that, right? Twelve years. Like, what the hell is that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But you know, different different states got different laws. Mm. So he, you know, Pennsylvania, their laws are different than in New York. Right. In New York, you get probation for like five years. I think mm-hmm. that's the, that's the max. Oh, okay. And um, I don't, man, their laws are different. It's a Commonwealth state, right, mm. I think, and I, I don't even understand it. Like, so that when you get when you violate your probation, the probation, the time stops, and then you get more on the back. Like, I don't understand. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand that. It'll be interesting to see if like rappers are actually be able to create awareness that'll help get but anything like, done in that regard. Yo, I think I, I mean listen, you gotta use a voice for something, right? So the fact that you could actually be back in prison for not even a crime doesn't make sense because I remember when I got a prison when I got a violation and I had to go back to jail. I had to go back to jail for a year. Because I went to go visit a homie of mine, and he was I just it because went to go visit he him. was a criminal, or was it because you just missed? Right, I went a, back to the jail, you know, showing love, just a visit, yeah, and that violated my crime, yeah. Holy shit! That's what I'm saying. It's not even a crime. You gonna put me back in prison? What the fuck? Like, like I'm back in prison for something that's not a crime? Right? Doesn't make sense. But they, these the rules and stipulations, and they say that if you break these rules, your ass to be back in prison. Mm. Stupid. Stupid shit like that needs to be different. So like, what he was back in prison for? He was in prison for for what? Willie? Yeah. And it was a case that, police contact because he he beat that case. They threw that out. So you putting a nigga back in prison for violations? Shit, that's not even a crime. It's, it's stupid. They gotta do something about it. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you got working on that you that you got coming out that you want the people out there to know uh, about? Oh man, we just got the new song out right now um, with Macy Gray. It's called All Again. Mm-hmm. Big, 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 big record. 
actually out here finishing up the video right now um, in L.A. Um, she's out here? Yeah, she's out here. Mm. You know, got the project coming. It's called On Everything I Love. So we just out here pushing, you know? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, it's been dope to uh, get a conversation in with you for sure, man. My God, you so famous. I mean, <laughs> shit. It's so weird to hear people say something yeah, like that to me. Yeah, you out here working. <laughs> Yeah, we we grinding a little bit. Mm -hmm. I got an interview coming up. Let's get ABG Neil from Brooklyn. Yeah. You got to check him out. Dope. Kind of hard. ABG Neil? ABG Neil. Okay. That's my recommendation. All right. He got a weird, like, Conor McGregor walk thing going on. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he, uh, is he, uh, Irish? I think he might be Sicilian or something. He's like a, he looks white or Hispanic-ish. You into boxing and all that? MMA? I'm into UFC more than UFC? boxing, but I fuck with boxing. Oh, I've seen a crazy man. Is, is Conor going to fight again? I think so. They just uh, released today that they saw him working out in Ireland, like training, training, training. Now, listen, I, li I like Conor. Mm -hmm. I like him. I like him. I even enjoyed the fight that he had with, uh, with Floyd. I, mm -hmm. I like his character. Like, you know, he's, he's good. He's about he's the self. best thing for the sport imaginable. Right, but he really lost that fight, man. Oh, yeah, the he was ass one. kicked, yeah. Is he going to win again? Well, that's what he's just... He's trying to jump up weight classes and stuff. You know, if he wanted to just stay in his safe little weight class that was and yeah. fight 20 times at the same weight class and just run your record up, run your rank up, then he could do it. But he he just chooses to go, oh, I'm going to go fight the greatest boxer of all time. I'm going to go fight this guy that weighs 30 pounds more than me. Remember the girl, uh, the lady uh, Ronda Rousey? Mm. Dude, that, that, that was fast. That was interesting to me. That was over so fast. She she was like a tank, right? She yeah. thought she was the shit. But a bitch gets one movie offer, boom, oh she's gone. Oh my god! That's what they always say about MMA is that if you oh if it's not your god. only choice, you're not gonna stick with it. What you mean? Meaning that like if that's the only thing that you have, right? Then you could stick with it. You could actually deal with the training and stuff. But for somebody like her, all of a sudden she started to get advertising and movie offers she and was stuff. Big. Fuck it. Why am I training twelve hours a day doing this bullshit when she got the shit beat out of her twice back to back? Yeah, and then she was just over it. Wow. That's the crazy thing about MMA. You could be a, the man one day, and then you are nothing the next day. What's my man name? Anderson Silva. Mm, he got his done. shin bone kicked out. That was crazy. One of the worst things his in the history. His shin bone came out. Then he fought after that, though. Many times. He fought like a couple months ago, yeah. He bugging. He got to chill out. <sighs> the spider. The spider, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. I, I always thought it was funny when they still had the, the logos on their shorts. He never he never really had any logos on the shorts. Nobody wanted to advertise with him because he seemed like such an asshole. He was always just messing with people, just fucking like yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking with everybody. Like he had such a way of winning a fight but then right, also making everybody awkward. hate him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was funny with it though. I miss that. Oh man. Who who's a who's a big uh big fighter now? Man. In the game. I don't even know. Who am I excited about? Well, John Jones is back, so that's exciting. What's, what about the dude that beat uh, um, McGregor? What's his name, Khalid? Oh, yeah. They love him. They love him? They love him. And I thought one of the best things about it, too, is that they like he's Muslim and that that was a big part of the versus Connor thing is that Connor kept disrespecting. And it got crazy. I, was, I looked at that shit I was for like there. a whole week straight. I couldn't believe it. That was, was the there? first UFC fight I ever went to, and I'm sitting there, and they're fucking jumping out of the ring. I'm just like jaw dropped, like. Crazy. Does this shit always happen and they just don't show it on TV? That's crazy. That shit got crazy. That was a battle royale for real. That was fucking what's amazing. The, what's, what's the other dude name that, that had a couple fights with McGregor? Nate. Nate Diaz. Oh, man. That's my dream interview is to get both of them oh, on word? here. Yeah. Yeah. Because they come in sometimes. 
There was actually somebody trying to act tough in here one time, and they were here, and like one of them like looked at them and like made the connection and whispered to the other one, like, "Yeah, that's a different level of fighting, bro." Yeah. <laughs> because the, you know what to, they do? We got to get the when, grizzly. When they're just hanging out, when they're just around, they are just nonstop. Just yeah. Pop, like shadow boxing each other all, all the time. Long. Really? It's fucking weird to me. It's like, you're a rapper, but how many times are you going to just bust out rapping throughout the day? Hey, check this. My name, you know, like. So you're telling me leisurely just thought. That's what they do all day. They're just, and you know, I'm looking at their Instagram story. They got a mat in the ring. They're just practicing jujitsu in the morning and shit. They just, they get, and they haven't fought in years, but they're still just fucking around. They just love it so much. Crazy, crazy. Bananas. Man, that's dope. Well, hey, shout out to Mano. I appreciate you coming hey, through, man. man. Nah, man. Hustle appreciate hard forever. You. Hustle hard for life. I'm getting it tattooed on my face tonight. Yeah, you should, man. Right here, right yeah, in the man. middle of the forehead. Right here, two H's. Yeah. There you go. Right here, you Holly Holm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As long as we're talking MMA. We're, we're going to start home, an MMA yeah. podcast together. For real, yeah. There you go. All right, shit. Well, we should definitely do this uh, some other time when we got nah, new shit not, to discuss bro. for sure, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank Love, you so much. Man. No Jumper. Love. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. My man Mayno. Check yeah. out everything he got going on on Instagram and all that shit. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Run up the streams. Let's get it. Let's get it.